This is a Sneaky Emu, episode number 78, one that we're going to call Go Ahead Now, Go Ahead Now. That's how you have to say it. So uh, today's an interesting day. It's a, it's a Sunday morning before my normal church service, and the praise team is rehearsing, and I feel like I can hear them through my headphones. So if you can hear the bass beats and the singing through the microphone, I can't control it. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to do my best to get some of the background noise out on the uh, other side of the recording here. But if not, I, I, yeah, I had to record. And so this is the only time I had available. So I apologize for any inconvenience or minor distractions. And hopefully they'll finish up before we're done. <laughs> so uh, it is, uh, it's a beautiful morning where I'm at. It is, I, I've, I just got back the other week from, uh, I was able to take our, our trip to Costa Rica, which was really exciting. It was a really good time. Um, my wife and I went along with our neighbors to, uh, we were like there six days or something, um, three days uh, near a volcano and we got to do some zip lining and some four wheeling and some, I did, I did, took up uh, some mineral bathing. <laughs> the place we were staying had like these hot mineral pools and it was nice. It was nice. And then uh, they had some volcanic mud <laughs> that I was able to uh, slather. Is that lather? Slather? Lather. Lather all over. Is there, is that two separate words that I was able to like um, fully put all over like the top half of my body and it dried out and it was fun and silly and whatever. And then we got to go, uh, the second half of the trip, we went to this all inclusive place where it was just eating and drinking as much as you possibly could all day. Um, where we did a lot of pool lounging. We did do some snorkeling, which was fun and, uh, played some games and hung out, but we had a great time, enjoyed spending time with our neighbors. Uh, the, the, it did give me sitting around at the all-inclusive place. I had like a ton of thoughts and I was trying to shut my brain off because I didn't want to be collecting information and data and illustrations. And, but sometimes it just happens. And it really got me thinking about like the, like the seven deadly sins. <laughs> Here we are in tropical paradise, uh, at an all-inclusive resort, which is like the, the, the main goal of many people's vacations. And, uh, I was thinking about the seven deadly sins because I would see when you think about what they are like sloth, greed, uh, lust, um, envy, pride, gluttony, kind of the all inclusive resort, like embraces. That's what you're paying for. <laughs> you're paying for <laughs> the seven deadly sins. Maybe we should do a podcast on that one. I don't know. Just a thought thinking through it. Uh, cause I would see people we'd like go get breakfast and there would be people on lounge chairs around the pool, like already set up and they'd be eating and drinking. And then we'd go out and do stuff for the day and we'd come back for dinner and they'd still be around the pool eating and drinking and not moving from their pool chair. That like sloth gluttony, right? <laughs> That's all of that thing. And then I did learn <clears throat> something, something that I thought was really interesting I, I need to do a bit more research on it, but in this, maybe this is a future podcast as well, but that Costa Rica doesn't have an army that they have, they haven't had an army since, uh, 1946. They didn't get like a, a formal police department until 1996. 
And what's interesting is they've had no civil wars uh, in that time period. They've had no unrest. They, the Costa Rican people, I had a couple of people that, of the Costa Ricans that I met that would say things like, we're the happiest people on earth. And I, I did a little bit of research. They, they take their money that is normally reserved for military and they pour it into like universities and they pour it into healthcare and they pour it into the environment. And I just, I feel like there's something there. There's something intriguing and interesting about that. I need to do more work on it, but, um, like the pros and cons and what we deem is like, what's, what's, uh, proper for a country to have and how we use our resources. Um, yeah, just a really interesting thought anyways. So that was my trip. I'm back at it back to the lab again. Whoops. There goes rabbit. We're here. We're ready to do this one. Episode number 78. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. So <laughs> I was, I was running, uh, errands, uh, this past weekend. I don't know, Friday, Saturday, something like that. I think it was a Friday. And I was on my way home. I actually went, I went to Ace Hardware to get like a chainsaw blade because I need a new chainsaw blade. And wouldn't you know it, it was just my luck. They didn't have the size I needed. So I was kind of bummed. Got some other things. I'm on my way back home. I stop at the gas station to get some gas. I'm standing in line at the gas station and uh, I'm three or four people back. And I'm at one of the, like the racetracks, like the big ones, you know, with like a thousand pumps and where you can basically grocery shop. I'm at one of those. And this guy, uh, three or four back in line, the doors open um, at the entrance. <clears throat> and this guy comes in, this like kind of older, I mean, maybe 60s, not super old, older black guy. Uh, looks like he's, uh, you know, up to some work. He was wearing like slightly tattered jeans and work boots, you know, kind of a a uh, ripped and stained shirt, you know, ball cap, you know, like he's, he's going to mow yards or something. I don't know, but he comes in, he announces himself at which point, <laughs> like the three or four, uh, people that are working at the racetrack, give him a big, like, Hey, what's up? Like whatever. And then he busts into like a dance, like not just like, a little spin move or Michael Jackson little whatever like he just starts kind of dancing at the entrance in the <laughs> in the racetrack <laughs> and then several of the employees just start um like egging him on and they they start singing with him They're like okay now go ahead now go ahead now go ahead now and and this goes on for like like a minute this isn't just like one move and then he's out like this is a grand entrance and there was this moment that everybody is just celebrating this dude and his energy and what's happening. And the, the, the employees are joining in and like encouraging. And, and it was just this really bizarre moment that at first I was like, what just, what did I just experience? What was that? Who walks into a gas station, announces themselves, begins to dance and then has the staff of the gas station start supporting and cheering him on. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Like, <laughs> so at first it was just this like bizarreness that I'm encountering. And then I go out and I start pumping my gas and I see the guy he comes out and gets a bag of ice. He takes his ice to his truck. You know, he throws it in the cooler. Like he's in this old kind of beat up truck. 
he's he's off to work or whatever he's whatever he's doing that day. And I just as I'm thinking about it, I was like, that was actually really incredible. I mean, I'm still kind of blown away about it. And then I started running through all these ideas about, of course, this whole episode is like speculation, right? I'm inferring or whatever, like I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, speculating here, but there was something about it that was really quite incredible. So a few observations about my gas station dancing friend that I think is, is beneficial. It's something that I think I need. That's why I was, I was actually, I was so glad it happened because it, it illuminated a few things in my mind. So a few observations. One is this, okay? As far as I know, it was just an ordinary day. It, it was just an ordinary day. He, like I said, he, he came in, he did his thing, he went out, he got his ice, and then he went on to work. There was nothing, this wasn't a trumped up uh, moment. This wasn't a uh, designated holiday. This wasn't a uh, set aside moment. This was just an ordinary day. And that got me to thinking about, um, what is it? The, uh, GK Chesterton quote. I, I believe I've used that before about exulting in monotony. Uh, actually I just shut my computer on accident, but, um, let me read this. I'm positive. I've, I've read through this before, but to me, this speaks to this and it's something that I think we would all do well to be reminded of. Okay. So this is just talking about like the, the nature of God and having like a childlike faith and, and how we carry ourselves in the world. He says this, because children have abounding vital vitality, because they are in spirit, fierce and free. Therefore, they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again. The grown up person does it again until he is nearly dead. For grown up people are not strong enough to exalt in monotony. Perhaps God is strong enough to exalt monotony. Is it possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon? It may not be automatic necessity that makes all daisies alike. It may be that God makes da every daisy separately, but never gets tired of making them. It may be that he has the eternal appetite of infancy, for we have sinned and grown old, and our father is younger than we. So this whole this whole thing, exalting in monotony. We have grown up and we are not strong enough to exalt in monotony. And I think there was something about seeing this guy come in and do his thing and then seeing everybody else cheer him on and 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 be a, be a part of it. Um, th there's something quite, quite beautiful about that. Uh, he's... He's taking the ordinary, he's taking the average, he's taking the everyday, and he's making it something to celebrate. He, he's, he's exalting in just another day. The, the, the sun is up, the blood is pumping through his veins, there is breath in his lungs, and he's like, let's get into something. <laughs> and I thought, man, I... I want to be like that guy. I want to have that kind of spirit. I, I want to have um, that kind of, of, I mean, joy is, is essentially what it's, it, it seemed like to me. 
And granted, like, I don't, again, I don't know the guy. I don't know his life. He may be having a lot of issues he's going through. This may be a random occasion. But to me, it got, it was very much the sense of like, no, no, no. Today's going to be a great day because today's another day that I get to experience life in the goods and the bads, in the ups and the downs. I'm going to step into this and embrace this. And I may just be running errands, but I'm going to do this like in a different way. I'm going to do this with a deeper sense of joy. Um, I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm going to enjoy this thing that everybody else in the gas station is just annoyed at. I'm going to make something of this. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Right? Like it's fascinating. Okay. So that's the first observation. Like he just had a different approach. He was embracing the everyday with a sense of joy. The second thing that I noticed is that there's like, there's relationship here. So there's, when he comes in, he announces himself, the people that work there know who he is, which is to say like, he's, he's either spent time there or he knows the people for a while, or he's familiar enough with this place and with these, with these people that that he's able to express himself in a certain way, right? That that relationship between him and those people, and it, and again, it might just—it's probably just a very surface level uh, relationship. I don't imagine they're sending Christmas cards to each other. I don't imagine they're deep into each other's lives. It's just people that they come across in their everyday, people that we come across in our everyday that typically we may ignore or overlook or not pay attention to or not have a conversation with. This guy has connected with them in such a way that there is that that these relationships have produced a sense of joy. There is a certain like uh, amount of comfort and a sense of belonging in these relationships. And because he's established these relationships, there there is this sense of freedom in being known, right? Like wasn't that the whole premise of Cheers, like? that we all want to go someplace where everybody knows our name and they're always glad you came. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, something about building a relationship, even with quote unquote strangers, that isn't just about, that actually leads to something greater. That actually leads to this deeper sense of joy, right? Like I'm standing in line. I am literally just going through my checklist. I had to go to the store uh, to get the chainsaw blade. I had to get gas. I'm, I'm checking off my boxes. I have other things to do. This to me, uh, this is nothing spectacular. I'm annoyed at the line that's in front of me. Why is this taking so long? And I'm carrying this, like the weight of the world, essentially in a very small degree <clears throat> on my shoulders. And I have no relationship with them. Would my experience be different if I had taken time to get to know them, if I had taken time to like have a conversation, if I had taken time to even acknowledge the humanity of the people around me? And because I hadn't done that, because I'm focused on my own thing, am I missing out on some sort of connection? And by missing out on the connection and the relationship, am I missing out on this like deeper sense of joy in the everyday that could I too walk into the gas station and announce myself and begin to dance and get a, go ahead now, go ahead now. Do you know what I'm saying? Doesn't that sound like more fun? Doesn't that sound more enjoyable, better, exciting? Doesn't that speak to something like within us? 
like when you look at God's intended reality, when we, we've talked about this a lot, when you when you look at the four essential relationships that are found in God's intended reality in in the opening chapters of the Bible, in Genesis one, where we have this beautiful poem that speaks to how God set things up to be, one of the four key relationships is relationships with others, right? We are created in the image and the likeness of God. God is this is the original relationship, Father, Son, Spirit, the the triune divineness that is that we <clears throat> that we call God. And part of if if that's who God is, and we are created in that image of the original relationship, then the thing that will allow us to step into the fullness of humanity is relationship. Right now, I I personally like I'm. My thing is I'm not super extroverted like that, so those kind of situations can be uh, difficult for me sometimes, but I think there's something to it, and I think through his actions, it actually, ins- like, it was a little bit inspiring. Like, because he's doing this thing that is actually in line with who God created us to be, relational beings, he is actually stepping into a better experience of his day, his ordinary, than I was. I'm going through the motions. I'm getting stuff done. I'm checking my list. And he, I'm, I'm sure he's got his stuff he's doing today or whatever the other day. But he's doing it with, he's doing it on a different level. Right. And again, some of this is personality based. Some of this is speculation. I get it. All I'm saying is like it was just inspiring because of the funness. It was something that I was drawn to, which leads us to like point number three. Uh, Joy. Joy is contagious. That's what I realized. Joy is contagious. When I saw this guy doing that thing and I saw the response of the people that were there and how they how they interacted with them, like I, I want that two do you know i i want to not, not that i want to be the life of the party not that i need everybody's recognition and attention but i want that sense of joy and that sense of freedom that says i can show up to a place where i know that i know some folks and i can begin to dance <laughs> or whatever and not only do i receive a great deal of joy but that I bring some joy to the other people, right? Um, because what, what's interesting about it is there is this, there is this give and take. There is this attraction, and um, there is this attraction to to it. That as you pour, the, I mean, this is this is the, the law of sowing and reaping, isn't it? Like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. This is how God established the universe, what you give out, you get back, what the seed the kind of seeds you plant in your thoughts and your behavior that will come back to you. And so not only is he planting seeds of joy and goodness and connection and relationship and silliness, um, he's, and pouring that out onto others. He then is receiving that because of their response to the thing he's doing. Right? So there is not only is it good for, the person doing that thing, it's also good for the people around them because not only it lifts them up, but then in turn they contribute back to you, which then lifts you up all the more. Uh, there's this passage in Philippians um, 4, 
which came to mind as I was thinking back through this, uh, where Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. To me, whether the guy had anything to do with God or not, I don't know. But to me, he was a picture of, I think, like if you had to define or uh, put, put a definition of rejoice in the dictionary or put a picture along with it, this guy was a picture of what I think it should look like. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah, hey, guess what? It's Friday. It's, it's another day. I got another work thing to do. I'm just, I've got my whole things of stuff. But yet, I whatever I'm going through, whatever monotony I'm dealing with, I can continually rejoice in the Lord because that that is a thing that's greater than the thing that's in front of me. You know, uh, actually in John 15, 5, Jesus is talking to, um, is giving a little talk and he's talking about the the vine and the branches. And he talks about, um, you know, like being, he is the vine, we are the branches, you know, that, that whole thing, that whole thing. And he talks about uh, being connected, you know, to him, he is the vine, or yeah, and we are the branches. Um, as he goes through that, he goes a little bit farther, John 15, 11. He says this thing that I think is is interesting. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. You know, I think sometimes when it comes to uh, how people think of God, the nature of God, how they view what it means to be a Christian, how we live out our faith, um, so much of it is is rooted in the negative, in that there seems to be this general thought that most of what we do is about, in following Christ, is about what we don't do. It's about what we give up, about what we sacrifice, about what we don't take pleasure in. And I think sometimes what we miss is so much of the teachings of Jesus are about the things that you should do, about the ways you should live. And a lot of what he talks about is living in ways that are actually better, that are actually adding to, that are actually joy-inducing, that my joy may be in you. The, the son who is, uh, who is like the tangible representation of the father, the father who created all things, the Trinity working together to create all things, that brought life, that brought love, who is love, that brought joy to the world. I mean, that's like our Christmas song, isn't it? Well, that's speaking of Jesus. But the one who created this incredible place for us to experience, who gave us these incredible bodies for us to run, for us to laugh, for us to dance, for us to play, for us to explore this great big blue earth that we have. Like, there, there, there is in how we've been created in the image and likeness of God, there is this deeper sense of joy. Like God is the creator, the originator, the source of joy. And so here Jesus says, uh, um, I've given these things so that his joy, the joy of, of Christ, the one who is part of the originator of what joy even is, that he, that, that may be in you. 
and that our joy may be full. I think sometimes we, in our faith, we overlook the thought or the idea that part of being a follower of Christ is actually to step into the fullness of life. I mean, that's what he says he came to offer, John 10, 10. So what is the fullness of life if it is not a life that is filled without, with, um, am I saying this backwards? Am I saying this more difficult than I need to? What is the fullness of life if you do not have the fullness of joy? So for me, when I think about what it means to be a Christian, to follow, to be a follower of Jesus, we should be full of love and joy. We should be overflowing with a sense of, of happiness. And, and look, I get it. This is not like it's rainbows and unicorns all the time and there won't be any issues and there won't be any problems. We will have issues. We will have problems. Jesus talks about that. But I think there is a different way to approach this in which I don't have to carry the burdens and the heaviness of a lot of that and in which in the middle of all of it, I can still rejoice in the Lord always. I can still be full of the joy of the Lord. I can still allow his joy to be in me and allow that joy to be full. Right? What's what's this thing about the difference between joy and happiness? Right? Happiness is the thing that's uh, conditional, temporary, it's based on external external experiences or things. Um, I'm happy when I get something new. I'm happy when this good thing happens. I'm happy. Like it's all these external things, but joy is this thing that, that, that like takes up a deeper residence within the self. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. So joy to me, what I, what I experienced through this guy at the gas station is it's, it can be contagious because after he did his thing, I thought, Oh man, I want, I want some of that. I want to be like that guy. The thing that he was doing resonated in me in such a way that it was like this moth to a flame. Like I'm, and I think that's part of um, of who we are. I think that's part of our humanity, of who God created us to be. I think it's the same thing uh, on the last episode we were talking about the Savannah Bananas and how they're doing this new thing. They're playing this whole new ball game. They're taking something old and redoing it. And there's something about who we are that is drawn to that. I think it's the same thing when it comes to, to joy, to, to how we experience this life. That when you see somebody uh, in their element, that you see when you see somebody who has a sincerity about them and are experiencing life with, um, with, with a lightheartedness, with a sincerity of joy, and it's not a this put on like it it because to me I what I didn't see was al although it seemed like a hey look at me moment it didn't really feel like a hey look at me moment because I'm I'm very quick to um, become aware of people that are desperate for attention and this to me was not one of those this to me was a guy who was living in a particular way who has developed particular relationships that is experiencing a certain amount of joy in his life, regardless of whatever the rest of his life looks like, right? Like he's just going out to mow some lawns. He's, he's, uh, based on, and these are just snap judgments based on his, his vehicle. Like it, this is not a big operation. This is like a guy and his buddy 
mowing a few lawns to make a few bucks to pay the bills. And yet he comes in with this uh, inspiring sense of joy, this attractive sense of joy that makes me want to live differently, right? <laughs> he literally walks in the door, announces himself, and begins to dance like a boss. And everyone working begins to cheer him on. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. Right? Like, I want people to say that about me. I, I want people to be excited that I'm somewhere. I probably need to work on my dance moves, but that's a different story. I want people to, to be excited. Uh, I want people to be uh, refreshed when I show up. And I want to be able to pour refreshment and renewal into their spirit, into their soul as well. Yeah. Like, I, I want to live in a way <laughs> that people uh, chant and sing, go ahead now. Go ahead now. Right? Like, that's incredible. That, that's, how would you not want that? Right? So, so maybe there's, maybe there's certain things we need to do or change in our mindset, uh, in how we go about our days and our weeks, in how we go through our routines. Maybe something as simple as actually talking to the people at the, that, that are running your local places of business. Um, maybe not seeing everything that's standing in the way of your list as an inconvenience. Maybe slowing down and being more observant to the people around you. Maybe learning a few dance moves so that you can announce yourself and bust into a song or dance. Uh, maybe, maybe there's different ways we can approach this whole thing that will put us in line with like what this guy was up to. And then, and, I, and actually, maybe as I bring attempt to bring more joy, if I'm planting those seeds of joy and relationship, when I experience that in return, right? Because that's the, how things work. As I experience that, that will actually help me to move to also an even deeper place of joy. Anyways, yeah, just a few thoughts. I just was so, so uh, taken by this guy. I want to be, I want to be like that. Maybe you want to be like that too. And I just kept thinking like, he's taking something very ordinary. It's just another day. But it ended up being not just another day. Because of these relationships, there was a sense of comfort and freedom that led to a sense of joy. And that joy seems to be a bit contagious. Joy is contagious. So go ahead now. Go ahead now. Go ahead now. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're going to call that good for now. This is episode number 78. Go ahead now. Get out there and dance. Get out there and dance, says the guy who doesn't like to get out there and dance. <laughs> Maybe my wife should have done this podcast. She likes to get out there and dance. But maybe that's why I need to be the one talking about it. And of course, by dance, I don't mean you have to actually dance. I mean, like, metaphorically, figuratively, dance. It's like a, it's a metaphor for the spirit of joy, for the heart. Get out there and dance. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm sending you guys all the love in your general direction. Uh, Mom, thanks for listening. I forgot to say that earlier. This has been the Sneaky Emu. 
We will talk to you guys later. We're here to unlearn the teachings of the church and the state.